an evangelist, and a teacher who believes, and I believe an apostle also, yeah. Thank you. In yeah. and encourages and provides opportunity for holistic growth and development of people. He meets missionary work is his heartbeat and his and this has taken him to various places. He's got more visa stamp in his passport than there are words in the Bible. <laughs> He's been to Greece, Egypt, Africa, North and South America, and a number of Caribbean islands. He currently hosts four radio programs in the Cayman Island. You can see them on live stream. Three in English and one in Spanish. Unquestionable, Pastor Clark is an outstanding voice that uncompromisingly trumpets the gospel and doctrine of the Lord, Jesus Christ. He is a servant, a pastor, a husband, a father, a friend, a brother, but most of all, a man of God. Amen. And I can truly say I've been to his church and seem to have a position leader and the prime minister all in the same place. That's an unusual act. Amen. And the speaker of the house. Yes. I want Sister Kirk to come. Let's all stand as she come and greet us. Take your liberty, sister.
in hand. Yeah. Down from by God and Savior came. What a new minute. Hallelujah. We bless his name for being so kind, so friendly, so loving, so gentle. There is no God like Jehovah. Amen. Bless his holy name this evening. You may be seated in the presence, in the presence of the Lord. It is my pleasure to be here in Fourth Murray. Amen. This section of the Canadian territory. Amen. It's indeed a pleasure. I only find myself in places where the Lord give me direction to go. Amen. And I'm sure it is God's will why I'm here uh, this evening. I must be faithful to Him. Yes. Amen. I don't want to be where I want to go. That's right. I want to be where the Lord would so have me to be. And after praying, ending up here, I know it is the Lord who brought me here. Yes. Amen. 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 There's so many other places that I could have been this evening. But the Lord would so have me to be in the midst of this great, wonderful Pentecostal company. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. And I am so glad I want to extend special public greetings to your illustrious overseer and shepherd, the angel of this flock, Amen. Dr. Trevor Neal and his dear wife. First lady is assembled into all the offices of this church working along with him to the musicians and technicians and multimedia personnel. And to all the saints of God of like precious faith, yes. I salute you in the most holy name, the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. Your pastor and leader was with us in our convention in May. Amen. It was a blessing. Of this year, just May. And he was a blessing oh, being there with us. Amen. Beautifully. And the church was blessed by his presence and by his ministry. Amen. And we're looking forward to having him back on that side. Amen. So if you don't need him, let us know. We will take him. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And what a joy it is this evening. Amen. To know that we could assemble ourselves in this beautiful settings for no other purpose but to lift up yes. the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My wife and I, we are very much privileged to be able to respond to this in invitation. Amen. She 
uh, has been traveling with me for over 20 years now, and it seems as if she want to calm down a little bit. Yeah. But I am still pulling her with me. Amen. We have traveled to many, many places. Amen. Around the world, and God has been good. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes we have to pinch ourselves to see if we're really, really alive after flying over these deep holes. <laughs> through thick clouds and challenging weathers and stuff like that. But the Lord is good. Yes. Yes. And so we need to be grateful to Him. Yes. Amen. And we need to be most of all, be thankful to Him for His goodness and towards us. Yes. Amen. Uh, this evening, uh, we want to uh, share with you in your uh, conference, amen, your harvest. Uh, harvesting conference. Yes, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. amen. I believe it's harvest time yes. and God wants to give you your harvest. Yes. I believe it's your season. Yes, sir. Amen. You need to say it, that it is your season. Amen. Praise the name of God. We believe that God can do anything. We serve an all-purpose God. Not a God who can do just a few things, but we serve a God that can do all things. And when you think of the God that I'm talking about, it would blow your mind. Amen. To begin to won't even try to fathom out the power that lies in Him. Hallelujah. There is no human being on earth that can understand the fullness of the power, the awesome working of His mighty acts. He is God all by Himself. Amen. You have your Bibles? I'd love for you to stand with me and let's read from the book of Genesis. Let's read from the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, reading from the 11th verse. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. If you find it, say amen. amen. And you could read with me in concert. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed. Let's go over it. I need to hear the voices of the, of the saints. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 13. And the evening and the morning 
were the third day. Verse 14, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth, and it was and it was so. Put your Bibles down, please. Stretch your hands in this direction. And let's ask the Lord for a word. Father, we thank you so very much for the inspiration of the Spirit. For the glory of God that is in the earth because of you. Thank you for your man servant that you have placed in this very unique direction of the planet. Dr. Pastor Trevor Neal. Lord, we thank you for him. We thank you for this gathering. We thank you for this people whom you have placed in this region. Keep the light shining. Thank you so very much. Lord, we drink your blood like water out the sky. We eat your flesh like bread. We thank you for your great inspiration. Thank you for subduing the principalities and powers and spirits of wickedness in high places in this region. Thank you for opening up our mouth and our hearts and our eyes. Lord, I pray you send the word to our hearts. Father, it's harvest time. We are in your presence. Break the bread. Give us life beyond measure. Thank you for doing it now, we ask. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can you shake somebody's hands and tell them it's your season for your blessing? Smile with somebody. Shake their hands. Let them know it's harvest time. In the harvest, God wants to bless you. Give two persons a smile like you mean it from your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Squeeze some love in the hand of an individual. Some peace, some serenity, some tranquility, some grace, some energy, some life. Come on. Smile with somebody. We drive every melancholy out of here this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve an awesome God. We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Somebody praise him for a while before you take your seat. Open your mouth and praise him. Clap your hands and open your mouth. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Right up there when the praise goes up. The blessing will come down. The devil cannot stand in the praise of the saints. Hallelujah. He inhabits the praise. He inhabits the praise. He inhabits the praise. Hallelujah. 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 We magnify his holy name. 
Lift him up and re-adore him. Glory to God. Glory to God. The song, you have song this evening. Bless my heart as I sat and listened to some of the songs. Didn't know all the words, but then the, the words came on the board of the words. These are very original songs that should bless the hearts of God's people. Yes. Amen. Amen. I just believe with all my heart that God is about to do something extraordinary. Yes. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. 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 I'll be talking to you about the law of sowing and reaping. Amen. The law of sowing and reaping. But remember, I am not using my book. I'm using the Holy Bible. Praise the name of the Lord. The greatest book ever written. B-I-B-L-E. Biblical instruction before leaving earth. That's the Bible. The ethical code that gives us guidance. Right. That gives us direction. Amen. Within it, there is knowledge. And yeah. within the core of this knowledge is light. Yeah. And this is not luminary light, but spiritual light. Amen. It is the Bible that gives us the strength, gives us the life, gives us the framework yeah. in order that we can exist. Yeah. The Bible is our greatest national asset. That supreme book. Supernatural in origin, divine in authorship, yeah. human in penmanship, infallible in authority, inexhaustive in its adequacy, a miracle book of diversity in unity, yeah. infinite in scope, universal in interest, eternal in duration, personal in application, inspired in totality, regenerative in power, inestimable in value, yeah. immeasurable in power, unsurpassed in literary beauty, unequal in simplicity of expression, yeah. immortal in its hope. Somebody shout the Bible. the Bible. Hallelujah. A complete code of laws, the most entertaining and authentic history ever published. Amen. The best seller globally. People even purchase this Bible and never read it. It has power, it has magnet, it affects the human body, it affects the soul and the spirit. The best covenant ever made, the best deed ever written, best will ever executed comes to us drenched in the tears of millions of contritions, worn with the fingers of agony, the Bible. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. It has the power to save. It has the power to resurrect. It has the power to give life. When we look at the book of Genesis, we see where Moses had a revelation and God started revealing to him how he created the heavens and the earth. That's what Genesis all is all about. It's a film that Moses saw and God told Moses to pen this film. And that's why you have the book of Genesis. Right. Moses stood in, on Mount Sinai in the presence of God. 
and watch as God unfold. It's like looking at a screen. And you heard Moses started writing in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And right along, you notice he began telling us what happened in the beginning of time and beyond time, which goes right into eternity. Yes. So the book of Genesis, we call it the book of beginning, but it is only the book of beginning in time. Right. But it has a full touch of eternity right. because the revelation was given by the eternal God. Can you hear what I'm saying? And so you need to understand that you serve a great, big, wonderful, powerful God. You serve an awesome God. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is all-powerful, immutable, the unchangeable God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The same today tomorrow he never changes the bible declared that this is the god that can do the impossible come on somebody he's the god that can do exceedingly abundantly above that which we are able to ask or to think you can trust him where you can't trace him come on somebody you can trust him where you can't trace him come on somebody he is god all by himself he holds the earth in his hand like a little ball the earth is in the hollow and in the palm of his hands that's the kind of god i'm talking about he runs the universe he sits out on the circle of the earth you can take a deep breath right now and breathe because every time you breathe you're taking in a little of God, inhaling and exhaling a little of God. He controls the law of life. Can you hear what I'm saying? That's why the writer said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. He is the God of miracle. Hallelujah. And all the laws that governs the seven levels of heaven, mainly the third heavens, uh, he created those laws. Yes. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Everything is up under his control. Yes. Even the devil that so many people are so much afraid of yes. is under God's control. Yes. The devil is God's tool for his work to be done. Yes. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yes. There is only one God and one power. Yes. There is no power but the power of God. Yes. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so as you're gathered here for a time of harvest, you're first going to begin to sow some seed. And the seed I'm talking about now, it is the seed of faith. Right. I'd love for us to look at Five laws of sowing and reaping. How many of you know you cannot reap unless you sow? Amen. There are quite a lot of people they want to reap but they don't want to sow. Right. And my Bible tells me you shouldn't even feed a lazy man. Right. It is sin to feed a lazy person. Right. Look at somebody and tell them, sow your seed. Yes. Sow your seed. Hallelujah. Now, 
Sowing is a choice. Sowing is a choice. Say that to somebody. Sowing is a choice. Hallelujah. Important principles to guide your life by the word of God will be downloaded into your spirit. The farmer chooses his crop. It is intentional and it is intentional and the farmer expects to reap from his efforts. Number two, the farmer knows his crop. Sowing is an investment, so the farmer is careful. He is equipped to sow and reap in accordance with the nature of his crop. Yeah. He has a land, has the right equipment, understands the calendar, knows the cultivation schedule, and knows the water, the nutrients necessary for the crop to yield its intended result. If he is careless, if his stewardship falters, he stands to lose everything. All right. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. In sowing the seed, it's like you are now become an agriculturist. Right. You are going to have to learn how to prepare the soil. Yeah. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And in dealing with the soil now, we're dealing with uh, the heart. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. The heart of man is a ground. Yeah. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. The word of God is the seed of God. Yeah. 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 And you know, if you're going to plant seed, it's good to find fertile soil, yes. fertile land. Yes. When you Amen. sow your seed in fertile land, you're expecting a good harvest. Yes. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And so we're now beginning to check the soil, to test the soil, to see if it has the, uh, the fertilization or the fertility to produce the kind of harvest yes. that we're seeking. Oh, hallelujah. I would say one of the fertilizers that you can use, uh, it is prayer. Right. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Somebody say prayer. Prayer. Love. Faith. Joy. Peace. Come on, somebody. You're going to have to prepare the soil in order to have a great Harvest. Right. Amen. Yes. I've seen people in the countryside who lived by agriculture, by farming mainly. They would go and just clean grass and plant seeds or sow seeds. And in the harvesting uh, season, they would receive, reap just a little bit. You know, instead of a hundred or sixty or even thirty-fold, it's just maybe five-fold. You know, but the preparation of the, the soil has a lot to do with the harvest. If you want to have an abundant uh, uh, harvest, uh, you're going to have to have the soil properly prepared. Come on, somebody. This is why the more you pray, the more you fast, the greater the blessing in the church. Come on, somebody. Somebody rightly said, if you pray, you stay. If you fast, you will last. But if you stop, you will drop. So it simply means you've got to keep on praying. Hallelujah. And the nation that prays together stays together. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Simple enough. 
You won't get bananas if you plant wheat. No matter how hard you wish for them. Banana seeds produces banana. Or banana suckers produces bananas. Most of you have never heard about banana seeds because most of us, we know about the sucker of the banana. Yeah. But if you go to Israel, they'll show you the seeds of the banana. All right. You can also have seeds from the banana instead of planting uh, the suckers. Can you hear what I'm saying? Amen. And so, you reap much more than you sow. Now, one single seed yields hundreds to thousands of kinds. You reap in a different season than you sow. Remember, folks, uh, the same time or the moment or the season in which you sow your seed, it's not necessary in that same season that you're going to reap. Uh, that's why you have to have faith in God during the planting period. Uh, when you're praying and preaching and fasting and traveling and travailing and supplicating, you're going to have to have some faith. You're going to have some patience. The Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew, renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as the eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, look at somebody and tell them, Throw your heads back, square your shoulders, uh, wait on the Lord. Uh, weeping may endure for a night, uh, but joy comes in the morning. With all my disappointments and my appointments, I'm going to wait until my change comes. Yes, somebody, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. Yes. Yes. And while you're waiting for the harvest, uh, 
you nurture the seed sown in your life. Come on, somebody. You need to learn to prophesy over situations in your life. Don't sit back and let the devil fax your head back and forth until you lose your faith. But open up your mouth as you sow your seed and begin to speak life into your situation. Speak life into your health. Speak life into your marriage. Speak life into your job. Speak life into the church. Come on, somebody. You've got to have faith to sow the seed and not only that to wait for the you may be seated and then you've got to have faith to wait for the season of harvesting oh praise the name of the lord amen uh, you reap what you sow yes you reap what you sow the bible is declared he that soweth into the flesh shall not the flesh reap Corruption, yes. but he that soweth to the spirit reap. shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Yes, sir. Everything in the heavens, on the earth, beneath the earth, is governed by laws. Everybody say laws. laws. You've got to understand the laws of nature in order to deal with nature. Come on, somebody. Yes. If you don't understand the laws, of, the Bible declared my people suffer for lack of knowledge. I don't believe God put my wife and myself on a plane and flew us all these miles to come into uh, Fort McMurray just to stand in a lectern and to say a few words and just go out in thin air. I came with a faith in my spirit to speak thus saith the Lord. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Come on, somebody. Solomon said it, Proverbs 18, 21, 21, 18, life and death are in the power of the tongue. When you speak faith, you see good results. Come on, somebody. You've got to have faith in God, knowing that the lack of faith is the root of all evil. Do I have a church here? I said the lack of faith is the root of all evil. If you're going to be a good farmer, you're going to have to plant the stuff with faith. Come on. I said, if you're going to be a good farmer, you're going to have to plant the stuff with faith. To put a grain of corn in the earth. And to wait for that grain of corn to die. To stay in the presence of God until a miracle is performed in the kernel of the corn. You are going to have to have much more than your five senses. You're going to have to have some connection with God. You're going to have to know that God is who He is. And that when you open the ground and put the grain of corn down there, 
and close the ground up that God has a law by which he will obey to come by that place and speak life into the court. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. Kill it at first and then bring it back to life. For except a grain of wheat falls into the ground and die, it abided by itself. That is why you've got to kill the old flesh in order to be effective. You must put the old man to death in order to be able to overcome the evil, Adamic, sinful nature as the horror of our audience of horror. You're going to have to have some kind of faith in God to know that he has a law and when you obey that law, you will see miracle in your life. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. So we walk by faith, we talk by faith, we sleep by faith, we wake up by faith, we teach by faith, we counsel by faith, we pray by faith. Amen. For without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. So you reap in a different season than the one in which you sow. That's why you've got to wait. Winter wheat crops in Kansas are owned in September or October for harvest in June. Plants don't germinate overnight and consequences are often delayed. Therefore, you've got to wait. From the early days of creation, God set laws in effect that govern life on earth, regulating our choices and action. It is called cause and effect. Right. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. There is a cause for every effect. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. There is a reason why you're expecting God to do something in your life tonight. And the reason is the Bible said it. Come on, somebody. God promised that if you have faith in his word, act upon his word, he will respond. Come on, somebody. If you put God to the test, he is going to move because God cannot lie. Do I have some faith in the spirit right now? I'm going to know that God can do the supernatural. And we're using uh, the agriculture system as a as a, as a, as a par, par, in a parabolical manner. But you know that what we're heading after in is the spiritual. Right. Oh, praise yeah. the name of the Lord. Yeah. Jesus would use the natural things around him to bring out the things he wanted to bring forth to them out of heaven. Yes, so he would use parabolical terminology. He talks about the birds. He talks about the, the fig tree. He talks about the fish. He talks about the water. He talks about the rain and the snow. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm using these natural things to yeah. allow to understand what he wants to be done in the spiritual. Come on, somebody. A lot of people sometimes, they really want to have this great harvest from God, but they lack the knowledge as to how to tap into the supernatural. And you know, 
You, you, you're going to have to get out of the natural to get into the supernatural. When you get out of the natural and into the supernatural, then God begins to show himself. Oh, you see, man was made of body, spirit, and soul. Everybody say body, spirit, and soul. Man is a tripartite creature. Man has three entities, namely known as body, spirit, and soul. I don't hear the phone. Now, if you get a cut, you need a surgeon. If you have a mind problem, you need a psychiatrist. If you have a spiritual problem, you need a spiritual leader. Can you hear what I'm saying? It simply means it's really one person, but he has three entities, not three persons in one or three spirits in one. It is one. And I didn't say one group of threes or one corporation or one company. I mean one person or that's why we know that God is not three spirit, but God is one. Somebody say one. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Shema Israel Adonai. Elohino Adonai. Somebody say one. Hallelujah. How can you believe God and you don't know who he is? You'll have some problem believing in God if you think he is three. The Bible said man was made in the image of God. And when I look at man and see man has a body, a spirit, and a soul, and yet one person, and this, I, this is how I know I resemble God. God doesn't have a physical body. Uh, you don't hear what I'm saying. He doesn't have hands like us. Come, come on, folks. He doesn't have hands and physical mouth and physical feet. We use these uh, uh, human terms uh, to just give us a kind of understanding. But God is shapeless. God is formless. The word anthropomorphism is a word that is given to us so we can use human language to understand everything. So, but in truth and in fact, nobody can describe God. No man has seen God at any time. But Solomon said, the spirit of man is the candle of God. So when the Bible declared that man was made in the image of God, it simply means that to get on the inside, go through my flesh, go through my soul, and get to my spirit, you will see a part that looks like God. Can you hear what I'm saying? That's why nobody can fool me to tell me that God is three spirits. God is one. God, somebody. He is in charge. He is in control. He is in control of the moon, the stars. He, he is in control of the seasons. Call somebody. The Bible declared, he said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell anybody. He said, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. You don't serve President Obama. You don't serve the Prime Minister of Canada. You don't serve the Prime Minister of any country around here. The mayor. You serve God. For everything is sitting under God's feet. The heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. Somebody better clap your hands and let the devil know 
Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of God. And I believe with all my heart that he, you may be seated for a few more minutes, I believe with all my heart that he is getting ready to take this church to the next level. Come on, somebody. I believe that when you're dealing with harvest, you don't like you're sick in your head. You act like you have a sound mind. And every child of God do have a sound mind. A mind of love. A mind of power. The devil is always trying to work against the power of the mind. To confuse you. That's why we doubt the miracle power. The miraculous power of God. That's why we wonder. I was saying to your doctor, Dr. Neil the other night as we got out, I was getting out of the car, I wonder how Lucifer, how that guy who lived in heaven and said, I'd rather rule in hell than just to reign in heaven. God kicked him out. He came down and just as how he deceived one third of heaven's angels. He walked about and messed with Adam and Eve in the garden. You don't hear what I'm saying, yes. folks. So God had to drive them out of the garden and the earth rebelled against them. Lucifer laughed. But while he was laughing, I heard a question asked in heaven in the book of Revelation chapter 5. Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seal thereof? John in the middle of the agency in a little place called Patmos in Greece so 2,000 years ago. God opened heaven and showed him what was taking place. No one could answer. Oh, hallelujah. Man was in a dilemma with God and himself. But John said he saw when the lion of the tribe, hallelujah, oh, the lamb went up and took the book from him that sat on the throne. That was the answer to the Adam question. Come on, somebody. Jesus Christ would make himself a body and come to earth when Lucifer came here, walked in the garden and messed up mankind. Come on. In the first Adam all died, but in the second Adam all were made alive. And the point I was making is this one. How comes nobody have a problem in believing that Lucifer is one, but they have a problem in believing that God is one. The devil is alive. Look at Solomon tell him the devil is alive. The book of James said the devil believed that God is one and he fared and trampled. And yet there are so many Trinitarians on the planet who believe that God is three spirit. That's why we're baptizing them in Jesus' name. That's why we're baptizing them in Jesus' name. We're doing it in Africa. We're doing it in the United States. We're doing it in the Cayman Islands. We're doing it across the Caribbean Islands. We're doing it in Europe. We're baptizing them. We, we, are, we are not cursing them. We're teaching them that God is one. He is in charge. And I want to let you know, folks, before I put the microphone down, you can stand with your shoulders square and your head thrown backward and say, right now, in this tabernacle of praise, we're going to go higher. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to. Look at somebody tell them we're going higher. My God, it's harvest time, it's harvest time. Once you chase a thousand and two, 
chapter 10,000 to flood. Dr. Neil, you need to take the city. Oh, glory to God. You have a population of 30-something thousand in this region. You need to take this city. You go out and find out tracks and pray. You can talk to God and God can hear your prayer. Step back by faith and shout, it's harvest time. Go to the black, to the white, to the rich, to the poor and let them know Jesus is coming, is coming soon. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Young girls are on drugs. Young boys are hooked on pornography. They need to know the God you serve. But somebody has got to have the faith to know that I can win the city for God. We're sowing some seed right now in in Fort Montgomery. Come on, somebody. We're sowing some Holy Ghost seed. Come on, somebody. Open up your mouth and prophesy now. I prophesy to the east, to the west, to the north, and to the south. I prophesy that there is going to be a great harvest of souls. Come on, somebody. Prophetic annoying coming in the house ready to hit somebody. Open up them out and prophesy. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Open up them out and prophesy. Not one single chair should be left empty after you prophesy tonight. Call them from the east, from the west, from the north, and from the south. You need to know how God has given you the faith. God has given you the power to do it. The Bible said life and death are in the power of the tongue. Therefore, you've got to stand on the authority that God has given you. There is great hope in knowing how things work. God has not hidden it from us. He has revealed it. It is seen in nature, in physics, in mathematics, in our relationship with other people, and in the word of God. The only question is whether we are looking for it or blinded by the pursuit of our own desire. This hope is found in Galatians 6 and 8. Uh, and in uh, law number 1, we have a choice. You can go out by faith and reap or you can sit down and complain. Point to two persons and tell them you have a choice. You have a choice. You wouldn't understand sometimes these guys driving their nice cars and they have a lot of money, nice houses and uh, so much and so more. But they are waiting for somebody just to come and tell them, Sir, you need to go to church. Sir, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You're afraid of them and they're afraid of you. Be afraid and live afraid. Let's get up and go off to the city. Come on, somebody. Open up your mouth and let the prince of darkness of this region know that you are going to take Fort McMurray of a storm because it's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. I'm getting ready to go. 
Give me a bundle of tracks, Bishop. Give me some tracks in my hands, some one God tracks, some tracks for healing, signs and wonders and miracles. Send me downtown, send me uptown, send me to the hotel, send me to the post office, send me on the highway. Am I speaking to a church here? Grand Pentecostal Church of Fourth Hotmart, rise to your privilege and let your voice be heard. Come on. You've got the power to do it. You've got the anointing to do it. You've got the power to bring life where there is death. Can I preach like a feel in this place right now? You can go in the authority of the word of God. Sow that seed. There is going to be a great harvest. Hallelujah. God said to tell this church that the time for your breakthrough is here. But you've got to prepare yourself for it. You're going to have to act like it. Come on. Now, faith is what is essential in the harvesting and in the reaping uh, portion of the harvest. So, come on, somebody. You need to understand, other than having wealth, consciousness, what is the reason why some people prosper more than others? Can I take two more minutes? Oh, yeah. What is the reason why some people prosper more than others? Come on, somebody. The answer is one word, sowing. Some people, they don't sow, but they want to reap. If you sow, you will reap. Come on, somebody. It's like some people, they want to preach a powerful message, but they would never take their Bibles and sit up and read for two minutes. Come on, somebody. You, you've got to. They said, well, the Bible said, open your mouth and God will fill it with word. He'll fill it with air. <laughs> I, I was going to say flies, but it might be too rough. You, you've got to. Oh, yes. And then they said, God will bring back all things to your remembrance. He can only bring back to your remembrance that which you want stored in the subconscious. Come on, somebody. But if you really sow, uh, then you can go for the harvest. So God wants us now to sow in faith. Don't you ever doubt God when you're going out for the reaping. Yes. All right. Amen. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Set some time. Yam is six months or eight months. Corn is three months. Tomato is uh, three months. Carrying an onion, four months. Set some time. Come on. You have planned this uh, uh, this conference and you have a, had a time and it. That's why my wife and I could know when to take the plane and what time to get here. But now you're in the service. So what is your goal for this conference? So come on, somebody. You've got to set a goal and get behind the goal with your faith uh, with your hands and heart come on somebody yeah. what's your goal for this conference yeah. I want to see the goal for this conference and I want to help you achieve that goal because I serve a no so God I serve a God who has it all tired of hearing preachers walking around just repeating Bible verses and don't believe one word that the Bible says come on God wants us to believe in him. Come on. The lack of faith is the root of all evil. 
Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. I said the lack of lack faith, faith is a root of all evil. Yes. I have seen signs and wonders and miracles. Weird faith. And if I begin to talk about that oh, now, it will take much time than you're expecting. While you're sowing, you sow in faith. When I went to the Cayman Islands, I went there with nothing in my hand. They took me there, put me in a little room, one window, one door, a little fan. When they put the fan on, it blew hot air. Can you hear what I'm saying? I walked to work back and forth one and a half years. Are you here, folks? Yes. One and a half years. Then riding bicycle for two and a half years. I'm not ashamed to say it. Yes. There are quite a lot of people God wants to bless them, but they fail to remember where God brought them. And that's pride. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I remember working 17 hours per day. That's not for one year. That's not for two years. That's for many years. I've been working night and day. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. But I used to cry out because there was no apostolic church in Grand Cayman to represent Jesus Christ. And while I was there working as an, they flew me in as an executive chef. And while I was there, I was pondering how can we get a church going in this place. But then we planned to go to the seaside at night. And they would take me off the job uh, after 12 at midnight. And for one year we have done this. We were by the seaside praying, asking God to give us a church in the Cayman Islands. I'm talking about practical faith in the harvest. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And you know when Sunday after about a year and six months, we were sitting by the seashore one Sunday. And I said to the group of three, myself making four, I said, you know, we need to go and get a building for the church in Grand Cayman. And they said, how can we get one? And I said, get up. We need to drive up. We need to go. Immediately we moved and went to a house where there was this gentleman who was set up in the Cayman Islands to be a minister. He backslid and was all by himself working on a house Sunday. We asked him, can you rent us this building? He said, you cannot rent the building to us, but he could uh, maybe allow us to join the organization. Amen. I said to my friends, how can we join the organization without a ministry? The building is closed. We're going to have to get it open. He said, I have fellowship cards. You would have to take uh, the right and the fellowship. So I said to the three guys, let's go down there, cover the building out. Yeah. Fill out the card, shake his hands, yeah. and start the church. <laughs> Amen. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. This is the seed that you came there yes, and saw, Bishop. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And by, by, by this time, we are we're taking Georgetown, the capital of a storm. We're taking the western part of a storm. We're taking the other two islands of a storm. Come on, somebody. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. So look at somebody and tell them, I've got faith that everything is going to be all right. It's harvest time. It's, it's harvest time. Look at someone and tell them, it's not time to complain. There is going to be an overflow in this church. God is about to bless somebody. Somebody is about to get up.
and net breaking, boat sinking load. Come on, somebody. You are sowing the seed now. I feel God in the head. Jesus came up in the night and saw the men. They said, We toil all night and nothing happened. But I heard when Jesus said to Peter, He said, Cast your net over on the right hand side. He said, Lord, we have done it already. We have toiled all night and we caught nothing. The boat is on the same spot we've tried. And Jesus said, Cast your net out. Peter said, Lord, I know that nothing will happen, but by thy word, I'm going to let down the net. And when Peter took the net and threw it over there, at the word of Jesus Christ, my God, the boat began to sink. It was a net breaking boat sinking. When Jesus comes on the scene, my God, miracle happens. Look at somebody tell him something good is going to happen to you tonight. Guess who is coming for dinner? It's Jesus. Open up your heart and shout, Jesus. You came here with a problem, but Jesus. You came here with a migraine, but Jesus. You came here with a backache, but Jesus. There is trouble in the marriage, but Jesus. Your hope is gone, but Jesus. There is storm is here right now. The healer, shut somebody tell him. The healer is in the house right now. Stand to your feet. Activate heaven. I send my voice to activate heaven. 
It's the law of reaping. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Yes, yes, yes. 